What's up, fools? Uh, this is On Average Fools, uh, episode 15. Today, I'm with Nav. Uh, hello, how you doing? <laughs> How's it going? I am doing very well. I'm out here in Toronto. I'm actually yeah. from Calgary, so yeah. this is different for me. Yeah. But um, I'm enjoying it here so far. Yeah. Um, what is what is all uh, your show all about? <laughs> Tell me about that. So the show I was telling you before the podcast, but the show is basically about finding fulfillment, meaning, and happiness uh, within your life. Uh, one question I want to start off the conversation with is like, at the end of your life, when everything's said and done, what would you want to be written on your tombstone? I've never thought of that. I've never actually thought about that. It's just, I've never had to really. Think about death yeah. to that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I in my life, I personally believe I've almost died and came back. Really? Yeah. How did that happen within your life? Well, in 2009, April 25th. No, yes, April 25th. I got jumped in Calgary. Oh shit. By ten people with baseball bats. I got hit in the back of the head more than 15 times. Um, with the bat, with the baseball bat, and I was, and both shoulders dislocated, hand broken from two places. I ended up in the hospital for a few days. Um, I had 160 stitches. I had my skull cracked. I had both shoulders dislocated, and it was uh, it was very tough. You know, it was a time in my life where I felt like I was in coma. I was in trauma. So I was at a point where doctors almost said, you know, he might not make it. There's too much blood loss. Yeah, but you know, there must have been a reason for me to survive, which is why I'm here, right? So um, I had staples, I had 160 stitches. It was like, it was an insane time in my life. I didn't know what to do. I, my biggest thing was when you have a head injury, you automatically assume you're gonna be paralyzed. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of people go through that, right? And my biggest fear was to be paralyzed. So I wanted to walk and the doctor said, you can't leave the hospital for three months. And I said, I'm not, that's not happening. I'm going to, I'm going to leave the hospital no matter what. Yeah. I'm going to find my way and I'm going to get out. So I had a neck collar just because they thought my neck broke too. Yeah. But when they, when they did the CT scan and all that, or the x-rays, it came all fine. And, uh, initially they told me, don't try walking every t- the minute I got up, the stitches opened up. So they had to put staples just to hold the stitches together. And then uh, I passed out, woke up again. And what I did was I tried walking, but they didn't allow me to. So at night when the, you know, everybody was gone yeah. and it was supposed to be dark, I jumped out of bed. I wanted to walk. And I kid you not, man, I fell on the ground. Damn. I couldn't stand and it bothered me so much to the point where I just got up and kept trying and kept trying till the nurses just came in. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I need to know I can walk. I need to know I can do things in my life. And that night I walked all night, kept trying, kept trying. Next morning, I actually walked all over to my family to meet them. Damn. That was like my biggest thing, right? So it was like the third day I was in the hospital, I'm now walking instead of being in bed, trying to recover. Yeah. So now I started walking. I started pushing myself. And uh, the f- fourth day, the doctor is like, well, we don't know if your neck is you know, fractured or not. So we have to do a CT scan. So that night, I opened up my brace. And I twisted my neck and it cracked. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe it is broken. I shouldn't do this. I screwed up there. I shouldn't do this. And... Uh, um, kept trying all night, kept twisting it just to make sure I can get momentum, right? Because yeah. you've been stuck in a collar like this and it's it raises your chin. Mm-hmm. So it, it really bothers you when you're like trying to talk or anything. And when you let go of it, it's the stretch that it gave your neck that you, that's what the cracks are. Oh, that's are. what the cracks are. Right? So that's what that was. I was initially scared. I was like, <laughs> what did I just do? I just broke my neck. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when we did the scan, it turned out to be fine. And I recovered within like three months. I was like, my cast came off. I was moving. I was doing things. And at that time, I decided, you know, 
I got to make a goal. I got away from all my friends. I got away from all the people I knew. And I just focused on me. And I said, in 10 years, I don't want to be where I am today. Yeah. And literally on my 10th year, I opened up a mechanic shop. That's crazy, man. So like, it was it was a journey towards what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right? And it came out to be that. Do you think you could have, do you think that change would have happened uh, in your mind without that, without that whole experience? Personally, I wouldn't know. Right? Yeah. And without that experience, without that, you know, that will to not give up maybe made me who I am today. Yeah. Right? I, I forgot about how you have to look, how you have to act, how you have to do anything. It's just whatever I knew was not the same anymore. Yeah. When I looked at myself in the mirror, dude, I couldn't recognize myself. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. You know what I mean? To a person that almost just saw themselves just completely changed. And that potentially could have been just my face all the time. But thank God I recovered. I recovered really well. And I still have a chipped tooth. You can see it right there. Oh, shit. And I have scars on the back of the head. Yeah. But you know what? It's my mark, man. Yeah. It's who I am. It makes me as a trademark. Yeah, it made you who you are today. Exactly. So I can yeah. never forget it. And it's like at a point where I can't even hide it. You know, most people hide their scars. But this is a scar that I cannot hide. Yeah. It is a part of me, a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I don't think I would have been where I am or I would have been as confident as I am coming out of that. Because after that, dude, you almost live to, I almost lived to the point where I almost died. After that, I got no more fears, man. You know, whatever it is, I just got to do it. Yeah. It's like a passion now. It's like, you know what? Somebody says you can't do this. I'm going to prove you, man. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like recently, one of my cousins, picked up a project for his work for building a little shed area for the garbage bins. Okay. Just to put your garbage bins in there. Yeah. Just so the raccoons and things don't go in there. So they initially just, he kind of gave me an idea of what he wanted. I sketched it out for him. I sketched as a hobby. Yeah. Right. So I sketched it out for him and he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And then I left. And I had to do my own thing. And then he calls me. He's like, dude, when are you coming? (laughs) We got to build this. I'm like, what do you mean we got to build this? Like, when did we come in this? You know, it was your project. You're getting paid for it. Yeah. And as we're working on it, I told him, I'm like, look, this might be one of your new projects. But because it's your new project, I don't want you to fail. I'm going to step in. I'm going to help you out. But you have to do it my way. And you have to talk to the customer and let them know that the price is going to change. It's going to fluctuate because the material costs more. The product is going to be amazing. It looks beautiful. So we sent them pictures. We proved them what it was. They agreed to it. And I told them, like, let's get at it. So all day we built it today. Tomorrow we complete it. Oh, yeah? And then I can plan on going back to Calgary. Oh, because you're not leaving tomorrow? No, I'm not leaving tomorrow. Oh, true, true. So, like, I I didn't book my flight because I was like, man, it's a commitment I made. I got to help them out till the end. Yeah, for sure. And then after that, I can go. Yeah. 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 Some people... uh. I think some people need that pivotal moment of like, oh, fuck, like my life's fucked right now. You know, oh, like, yeah, I need to change some shit up because a lot of people live that long, like monotonous lifestyle where over maybe like 10, 20, 30 years, like they can just be living the same exact day to day experience, but 100%. nothing changed. And I, I feel like that, like that whole, that whole experience, like that monotonous lifestyle, that what that's the thing that causes like people to become depressed or like anxious because like fuck is this my life like is this it correct but the thing is you have to overcome that yeah for sure a lot of people belittle themselves they think less of themselves which is why they end up like at a point where they're losing their themselves yeah along the way what i believe in is just if you want to do something man just do it Mm. don't be afraid because the only way you're gonna know the end result is after trying why do if you, you give up before even trying, what what was the point of doing that? Why why do you think people are afraid to be confident and chase their goals? Dude, everybody has their own personal problems. Yeah, you gotta remember. At the end of the day, it's your will that makes you who you are. Yeah. How much are you willing to put into yourself to grow you? What are the steps that you need to take to improve you in your own way? Don't look at the next guy as an example. Don't I look at 
I, I say yes, have mentors. I don't like to believe in mentors. I've never had a mentor. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, sometimes you have to make your own journey. Yeah. I don't read books for that reason. Like I haven't read a book since I finished school. Really? Literally, I don't read books. I don't even know half the time. They're like, hey, dude, that sounds like it was from that book. I'm like, no, man, it's not. I never even, I didn't even know that that person even said it. Yeah. But the thing is, it's my life experience that taught me those things. Mm. So that book, somebody that wrote that book, obviously something along their life lesson taught them the same kind of lesson as me, but in a different manner. Yeah. So for me to be able to relate in that kind of way makes me feel good. Yeah. Makes me realize, you know what? The end is near. There is a goal. There is a path. And you know what? You got to have the passion for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything you love doing until you do not put your whole heart into it and your passion and you just go for it. You don't care what anybody says. You don't believe in what they say. It's what you believe in yourself. Yeah. After that, there's no challenges. I literally take on like I came here and I'm thinking about opening a shop down here now. Mm. So then I can be here on a permanent basis. And then since I have a lot of family here, it's a lot easier for me to be able to grow down here. Yeah. So I, I've been looking for a shop down here. So if you know anyone that has like some mechanic shops that are going up for sale or something, some warehouses that are empty. Yeah. Let me know because like I need a spot like real quick, like within a month or two. I want to move on it now. Like, I don't like to sit on an idea because when you sit on something, you'll never get anywhere with it. Yeah. If you want to do it, move towards it. You're going to make mistakes. Tons of them. Tons and tons of mistakes. <clears throat> but along that journey, you're going to learn every little thing that you did not ever know about that industry. Yeah. Until you didn't step in it, you wouldn't have known it. Mm-hmm. So, which is why I want to step in this market, like, right away and see what I can make of it. Yeah. And try something new. For sure. I think uh, I think another important factor, you, you were mentioning passion. And uh, I mentioned this when I first met you. Oh, we basically, by the way, we basically met at like a car meetup that he set up. Um, but yeah, we yeah. met at a car meetup. And I was doing this like last year or two years ago. Yeah. I was doing e-commerce. Yeah. And I was doing it literally just for the money. There was like no passion in it. Okay. Um I spent, I would spend like 18 hour days to just try to make money, like try to find winning products. I don't know if you know like the process, but find winning products, find what's trending on the market, uh, build a store and then create, exactly. yeah, and then, and sell, then sell ads. It directly. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I've made, I made money from it, but I lost like more than I made. Like I spent 30,000, mm-hmm. I made about 10,000 back. So remember, was it your product? No, it's like drop shipping. It's like getting products from China. 100%. Yeah. Now, remember, this is the way I believe. Like I've done drop shipping in a way. I've done different kinds of like businesses. But personally, until something I cannot guarantee myself, I do not want it in the market. Yeah. Undermine it. Mm-hmm. Because if something goes wrong along the way from the manufacturing, your product is now from this to this. Yeah. And you don't sell anything. Yeah. Yeah, I um so you end up spending more than you make. I did spend more, but I also didn't like doing it and I feel like uh, I was talking to you about this a little bit before but um like I'm right now I'm trying to differentiate between my intrinsic and extrinsic goals, like doing stuff for an end goal. Like the end goal was money at the end of the day. Like at the moment I did not like building websites. I didn't like finding products. It would be like bullshit Chinese products like you see yeah. on like Facebook and Instagram. Exactly. I felt like terrible wish. doing it. Yeah, like wish basically. Yeah. But I felt terrible doing it. And like I don't know, I think passion does play a role because like while you're in it, like while you're yeah. doing it, it feels good. Like I didn't my YouTube channel's not huge. Like it's very small still and my podcast is small. Like I'm only 15 podcasts in, but I like doing it. Like I like doing it in the moment. This is one of your passions. Yeah. So for you sure. like doing this. Yeah. But look, if you look business as a business, which is why you jumped into it, there was an attraction to that business when you initially saw it. Yeah. Okay. You faded that attraction over the course of that time that you spent money. Mm. Okay. So you cannot say, you didn't have a passion because at that moment, the minute you saw 
the minute you saw the way it worked, yeah. it was a passion that you're like, dude, I can do this. Yeah, I know true. I got this. So you cannot say that was not a passion. You cannot, look, passion doesn't mean you're always successful. Yeah. Success comes with a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fail a lot more times before you succeed. Anything you wanna do. So if you fail, don't take it as a discouragement. Find what you learn from it. Yeah. Okay. And how you can implement it on your next business. Yeah. And then use that. And sometimes maybe that next business didn't work, but find out what you did wrong there and find the good parts and use that in the next place. Yeah. Now you have two combination of, you know, um, experiences, life experiences that taught you certain things that you know you cannot, you can use as your advantages and you know you shouldn't do. Yeah. And then you'll succeed more. So in that 10 year process that I had, I had a marketing business. Mm-hmm. I had a mobile mechanic business separately, which I initially started without actually registering anything and seeing how the market was before I jumped into it. Um, and then going into it again with other people just to see, look, when your money home comes out of your pocket, you want to make sure you can secure it. And when you know you don't have that sense of security until you're actually in it and you know it, just like how you lost their, you lost money. Yeah. You lost $20,000 and made $10,000 back, which again, you lost money. But until you did not put it from your own pocket, you did not experience it. Yeah. Okay. And then when you saw the loss, you're like, oh, this is a downfall only. There's no growth. And the way growth happens is you have to pass that downfall. Okay. You gave up before that downfall can rise. Yeah. And you had the... You have the capability of stopping it and controlling it. You know you have a knowledge. You know you have techno- like technology to the point where you have it figured out. Okay? What do you have to do? Don't try to sell their product. Yeah. Okay? Find someone here and help them sell their product. Mm. Okay? And while you're doing that, you're charging them to set up the process. Yeah. Is that how you started your marketing business? Yes. You do not do it this way. You do not take over the command. You help someone else take over the command and charge them for that service. Yeah. Okay. Once they're set up, anytime they need updates, they need, you know, new trending things, they need to come to you. Now you're charging them every time they come to you. Yeah. That is also a business which you do not think about within the same technology that you learned. That is true. I wasn't very good at digital marketing. I wasn't very good at Facebook ads, though. That's the one thing. <laughs> yeah, but you understand the concept. Yeah, I understand the concept. Okay, you understand every kind of business that you walk into is different and is niche to their own will. Yeah. Right? You need to find that niche and displace it and help them displace it. Not you. It's for them. Yeah. And they're paying you and they're telling you what they want on there. You just have to put what they want on there for them and make it run. And once it's running, you start charging them monthly. Hey, I'm managing it for you. If you want me to update it, if you want anything new up and running, coupons, anything, you let me know. I run ads for you. Yeah. Manage it in your own control. Once you start doing, I have that control right now. I have about 52 clients I manage. You You 52? Yeah. Clients that I manage Instagram, Facebook, and their YouTubes. Oh, like social media marketing kind of. Exactly. I manage it all. I funnel the work to them. Yeah. Like you just hire freelancers and. Yeah. Yeah. And just keep funneling work. Yeah. And I keep adding more companies and more companies, which is why now I'm out here because I've done a pretty decent amount of thing in Calgary, but I haven't done it anywhere else. Yeah. So now I'm trying to test it out in a bigger city and see what we go with it. Mm. And personally, I think I can do it. It's not hard. It's going to be very simple. Yeah. It's, It's repeating the same thing, but in a smarter way this time. Because I already learned from my mistakes previously. I made a lot of mistakes. I'm not going to say I had a perfect business in this, in this, this time that I've had it. Yeah. And I've had a lot of losses, a lot of ups. But those things came with experiences. Sometimes you hire somebody because you're like, oh, they're amazing. You know, their resume says this, this, this. When you put them to work, there's somebody else. And now every job that that person has done has gone backwards. And you have to eat the cost because now you have hired this person under your company. Yeah. And by the time you get to know, you've had already a lot of loss. And that's how you learn. Okay, you know what? Maybe I chose the wrong person. I need to start looking for a different person. Yeah. Instead of just sticking to one person and believing that they have it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to just not know that they need to pick up, not us. 
from your past 10 years or e- even like right now what, you, what would you say would be like the biggest failure and what is it, what did it teach you because i know you said you had many but like what do you think is like the biggest one that you've learned from biggest failure I made a lot, man. <laughs> What's the biggest failure and then the biggest win you you think you know of? I don't believe I won yet. You don't think so? No. End goal is not there yet. Okay, what's the end goal right now? Well, I don't know if that is the end goal yet. See, I made this goal in 10 years. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be in a certain place. Yeah. I made that possible. When I achieved it, I was not satisfied. Yeah. I just felt like I can do more. I have more in me than the next guy. Why? Because I like to challenge myself to learn more. So after being in the business for the two years, now the third year is completed, fourth year starting now, um, I started getting bored. Yeah. I started feeling like, man, this is not it. Mm. It's got to be more. Yeah. Then I started this talk, talk show, Real Talks with Nav. And then I started doing videos publicly. I started like building up the marketing. And it started broadening my market in a different way. Because this, what we do here, is for our audiences. It's not for us. Yeah. At the end of the day, whatever we do, we personalize it. We show our characters. But that's for the audience, not for us. Yeah. At the end of the day, what we show is what they what we want them to see, mm-hmm. right? None of our lives are perfect, but we find a way to make this happen for them. Yeah. Because it is our passion. And eventually that audience grows. It may not happen overnight, man. Sometimes the stupidest things go viral. You don't want to be under that stupid category. Yeah. Okay. If you want to do that, it's very simple. Let's start, let's take a camera. Let's start walking <laughs> towards somebody and yeah. ask them stupid questions. <laughs> yeah. People are going to pick up on that because they're like, Haha, watch this. This is a fool. But if your objective is passion and your objective is like giving a lesson to someone, then stick to it. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit longer, but there is an end result. Yeah. I, uh, I was watching this YouTube like kind of master class. Yeah. He was talking about how like... When he initially started, he was kind of like putting on this character, like, oh, hey, like he's trying to be a talk show host, basically. Exactly. But now his mindset on it is like, speak, speak to the camera as if you're speaking to like uh, your most intelligent friends. Like, you don't need to be like overly charismatic or like be like, ah, oh, you know, like, because with that, you attract younger audiences who have like low attention spans versus a niche audience of w- what you want to like, people who are like minded, you yeah. know, like people who think the same. And, uh, but how do you know like-minded people can be in various ways yeah okay we may not connect in work ways but we may connect in outside ways of being just people yeah meeting right i met you about what three four days ago yeah thursday or thursday. wednesday yeah wednesday last week yeah and now we're meeting again it wasn't planned it became a plan like initially you messaged me on friday and i Saw the message too late and you flew out already. Yeah. And checked out Alberta. You know, that's where we're from. It's beautiful <laughs> yeah. out there, by it the is. way, guys. It's gorgeous. He's going to tell you all about it. And I want I want him to tell you guys yeah. the experience. Because, like, you know, when you're from a city, you can talk all big about it. Yeah. But when you are going to a city that's outside of your own comfort zone, you actually truly get to know that city for what it is. So you tell me what your experience was like <laughs> in Alberta. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of, one thing I've never seen, actually I've seen, I've seen it before in other country, but not in Canada. I've never seen, like, I've never actually seen mountains in Canada. Oh, really? When I first <laughs> saw it, I was like, yo, this is fucking insane, bro. Oh, yeah. When I went to Lake Louise, dude, I was like, yo, Isn't this is beautiful. It, I was like, this is gorgeous. It's like a painting. Exactly. It's like a painting. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, even Bath. Bath has like a lot of resorts, a lot yeah, of like yeah. nice things. Plus, they got a lot of activities to do. Yeah, yeah. Hiking trails, um, biking trails, dirt biking, mountain yeah. biking. Oh, it's fun, man. Yeah. You got to try it. Or even horse riding back. Horse horse riding. It's freaking awesome out there. Yeah. We do a lot of like stampede. Like you just missed the stampede. Okay. Calgary stampede. It's huge. Edmonton has another version like that too. That you could have checked out. Because I think it happens a week after us. 
Um, but Calgary Stampede is huge. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a nine-day event that they have, and it's like being in Wonderland, but like to a whole new level for adults. What activities are there? Like, put it, put yourself in Wonderland. Like amusement parks and stuff. Amusement like, park? like uh... yeah. it is an amusement park. Oh, theme. okay. Okay, it's like it's like a festival. Yeah. Okay, it's an amusement park that we have, uh, that we set up on in our stadium area and everything. It's pretty big, and uh, they have roller coasters and just like how you would see at Wonderland. Yeah. But now put it to the point where it's only for, like in the daytime you can do it with kids, but at nighttime it's all adults. Oh really? Oh, like everybody's drinking. Yeah. There's like bars everywhere set up. Mm. Everybody's just enjoying themselves. It's, That's cool. It's a party. That's sick, yo. And when you're there, you experience it. There's rodeo. There's like horse racing. There's like is there like bull riding. Bull ride. Oh, dude, it's all there. Really? Yeah. Damn. So you have to check that, it out. Wait, when did it happen? It happens uh, in July every year. Last oh, okay. two years it hasn't happened. Oh, last year it had didn't happen, but this year it did. Yeah. And potentially next year is going to be even bigger. Yeah. Um, but that's our thing. That's like our trademark in the summer. Yeah. Calgary Stampede, it's huge. If you look it up online, you'll see it everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. sick, yo. I'm definitely going to uh, try that. Oh, go to out. Edmonton or go to Calgary. Yeah, go yeah, to Calgary. Cal- Edmonton has another version that's the same, but I've never been to that one. Oh, okay. But like personal experience from Calgary. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. a good experience. So there's this uh, book. It's called The Bucket List. Mm-hmm. This is the book. I'll put it on screen right now. But this is the book that basically got me started on my YouTube channel, like adventure traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to uh, like China, South Korea, Japan, Bali, oh, nice. uh, all like a bunch of places. I've been to a bunch of places in Europe. I'm literally doing like everything in this book. Yeah. This is, I was li- I was at Lake Louise. I was like- It I looks was, like, exactly <laughs> like this. I was like going to people. I was like, where is this specific location? And then I went on a canoe ride. I asked the girl, the girl's like, this isn't Lake Louise. This is this Lake Moraine. Lake Moraine. Yeah, been, yeah. Did you go there? So look. Did you go to Lake Moraine so, though? This is this is the cover. Yeah, yeah. And then this is me. Literally you same there, exact spot, bro. Yeah. With the same rock, three mountain, four mountains in the back, and the fucking trees, bro. I was like, this is like fucking full circle, you know? Exactly. What I mean? And and honestly, dude, even the air is different. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're out there. It's so fresh. Yeah. Here's all pollution. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, I know. It, it's I one of facts. the uh, worst air cities uh in the world i've i just like read an article about it the other day oh yeah 100 percent. like yeah. you know if i was to come here first thing I'm a, i want to do is get to grab a bunch of people in the city and clean out these shores clean out the shores yeah our shorelines here are disgusting yeah okay you cannot have your kids around them yeah for okay. sure yes it's beautiful to look from where we're sitting right now or all these rocks but we should be able to go in that water without feeling like <laughs> of disgust. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? And that's because of us. If you actually look, all the garbage and stuff is tossed by us. Yeah. It's wood, it's things that shouldn't be in the water. Yeah. So I want to help clean out that and use that as like, you know, a way to give back to the community because it's it's needed. It's an awareness that needs to happen. There's a lot of things that happen here. Like we're sitting right here, my friend. In a park, in this beautiful park. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, I have no idea. This is Lakeshore Mississauga. I don't know yeah. where specifically we are. Yeah, so we're somewhere here, but like you're looking at us here, but if you look around us, it's disgusting. This needs to be fixed. Yeah. Do you, do you agree? A hundred percent. But the only way this gets fixed is by us. Yeah. See, if you go to Alberta, even in the mountains, you won't see garbage. Dude. Yeah. You know why? Dude. You know what they do? You took a drink, okay? They're having smokes. They're doing whatever they want. They put the smokes in their drinks after they finish their drinks. Uh, the camera cut off, and there was a baby crying in the back. So I don't know where we left off. Um, we had technical difficulties. <laughs> we'll just put it in simple terms. A there was a bit. baby behind us that was having a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah. And decided to <laughs> decided to make our video a very cut moment which was perfect because you know we needed batteries yeah we need we batteries. also needed to like let the camera calm down before like you know it blew up yeah so <laughs> it but, um, came out in perfect timing yeah Baby yeah. was a perfect cut yeah so let's continue where we left off i don't even know where we left off personally um so we can start over from something new now um so you said coming experiencing like a city like 
you versus going to like a foreign place, like how I went to Edmonton. Yeah. You came to Toronto. I don't know if this is your first time coming to Toronto. Is it? No. Well, I used to live in Toronto when I was like 10. Oh, okay. So I was like very young. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like, I didn't like, I lived here. I knew of the city, but it wasn't my city or me to be comfortable in a city because I was too young. Yeah. Right. I went to school here um, for a year, I believe, or two years um, in Toronto. Oh, okay. And then I moved to Calgary. So when you, uh, how, when you came back to Toronto, like this time, Mm-hmm. What are the uh, have you noticed like anything different or like what is it like as a as a traveler versus a local like you notice? Man, there's a lot of disappointment in the city. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you know, like, okay, personally, this city has potential. This okay. city has a way to improve itself and grow. Yeah. Okay. But it's not doing it. I don't know why it ju- it is it's. it's the excuse of being a big city shouldn't make the excuse of the little things in life. Okay. These are little things. Oh, like the environment? Environment. Little things. You know what I mean? You only have a little bit of an amount of space. Everything is all residential or commercial out here. Okay? Everything's already closed up. Yeah. So these are our little places. Like, look at how many people are in this park. Just, you guys can see it from our video. People are passing by us here and there. So, like, there's a lot of people that come out. This is not. Okay, just like the shores. If we can't be there, this is filthy too, dude. Yeah. Would you like your child to sit in this gun? No, no, not at all. Exactly. <laughs> you want to try to, like, you protect the yeah. child. Like, this is a park. The park should feel like a park where you come in. You went to Alberta? Yeah. Yeah? You saw how beautiful it was? <laughs> yeah. Did you see how everybody takes care of that yeah. area? Because, dude, it's needed. It's for us. I kid you not. I learned that from a small town. I lived in Fernie for um, a year. And that's a very small town. And that's in BC. And we were, I was working for Ford during that time. And I hung out with people, locals out there. They took me to a lot of places and stuff. And any garbage we had, dude, nobody left it. And even if it was somebody else's garbage left over, they picked it up, took it with them with, and put it in the garbage bins. Yeah. Because they're like, yo, this is our environment. This is our spot. We can't make this dirty. This is exactly what we shouldn't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? People should be able to come into this location or any other location in Toronto and feel like my kids can run around. Not feel like this is what they're picking up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Little kids pick up small little things from the ground. Yeah. You have a whole bunch of cigarette buds that's sitting everywhere. You have a whole bunch of like garbage all over the floor. Like this is not right. There's a lot of improvements in the city and there's a lot of things that the city has potential for. But these little things count. And if we can change those little things, it will make a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Tourism here is I haven't seen it. There's very little tourism. Niagara Falls. No, man. They can't call it Niagara Falls just tourism. That's just, that's just like the biggest excuse. And I lived here, man. Everyone that visited us, we took them to Niagara Falls. Yeah. It's just like everyone that visited us in in Calgary, we take them to, we take them to Bath. To Bath. Or Lake Louise. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's kind of like the thing. But here, Niagara Falls, other than those play rides, which you can obviously do in Wonderland as well. You can obviously do in Marineland as well. All of those are playful places that we created but mm. our nature that we have we've destroyed yeah yeah especially uh like look coming, around you bro coming back from banff you it, know the the, the nature even, there was even, beautiful even the streets out there are clean dude. yeah 100 percent. like you're walking on on the street they're clean yeah they're not like throwing buds everywhere and if they see that people pick it up and put it in the garbage so like the common courtesy mm. that's out there needs to come here. Yeah. You know, you change, you make a change by little things in life. You never expect to change everything. You know, when you want to make a change in life, you don't just go jump into a whole new life. You slowly introduce it to your life and see if that change works with your life. So those things, if we do ourselves, it will improve the city to a whole new level. Mm. And secondly, 
I make a lot of tourism video. I make a lot of little videos for Toronto and I started a page called Wagwan Toronto. And the way I see it is I want to introduce Toronto for what it is, the proper tourism. Mm. I haven't seen one proper tourism video out here. Mm. Proper, proper. Yeah. Okay. No one's invested in it. You know why? Because nobody really cares for it. Yeah. You go to... Alberta anywhere, Alberta, I'm just saying province, provincial wise, it tells you to come, we yeah. welcome you. We want you to come check this out. We want <laughs> you to go there. We want you to go there. Yeah. Here it's like, where do you want to go? There's only like nightclubs, places to be, it's hype areas, but like end of the day, man, there is no normal. There's no life. We need that. Yeah. It's very important. Mm. Those little things can change the city in a huge way, can build communities. Yeah. Can bring people together more. These parks are our only escape, right? And look, how many people are in this park? You won't. In Alberta, you'll see them in a very far distance compared to Oh, here. like the people? Yeah. Yeah. Because over there is so much space to be able to explore. Over here, it's such little space for this kind of thing to explore. Mm. So wherever people can go, like this is like the largest gathering. At Look at the time. It's getting dark. We're getting dark out here and eventually you won't see us. Yeah, you know, actually. Because there'll be a light reflection right behind us when that light turns on. Oh, it is on. But as it gets darker, he went all out. You know, he, he he's bringing up all little gadgets <laughs> just to make this podcast happen. Just so make it look better, you know? Exactly. So it's all for you guys. <laughs> so please take that as entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you, do you notice the difference between, how about the people? Because when I was in Edmonton, when I was in Alberta, bro, the people there, someone told me that uh, people in from Alberta are racist because it's like the Texas of Canada. But what, when I got there, like that? no, not at all. Everyone's like this, welcoming. Everyone is welcoming. Like, you you feel like you can approach someone. Yeah. Over here, if I approach someone, they're just going to walk away from me. Yeah. They're going to be like, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But out there, they're welcoming. You need help. They're like, hey. If you want to ride, we'll take you with us. Mm. I kid you not. When I lived in Fernie, I lost my driver's license. Not going to explain the reasons why. But, um, and I lost the Greyhound bus to Calgary that I used to take. And I literally stood on the side of the highway and I wanted to do this in Europe. And I wanted to do like a hitchhiking, oh, yeah. backpacking <laughs> kind of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kid you not, from Fernie to Calgary, Found some people that just literally picked me up from a Tim Hortons. Damn. We, I pitched in for gas. Yeah. We pitched in for, you know, food and this and that on the way. And we had good company. And I got a ride Damn. for free all the way to Calgary. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't free, but it was like, it was a better experience than sitting in a Greyhound. Yeah. It was like, hey, I got to meet a new friend. And now I know this friend is in the city. Mm. Now I can, you know, hey, what are you doing this day? Let's hang out. Yeah. It brings socialization in a different way here man if you ask somebody for a ride they, they give you that two two-step look like, what? <laughs> yeah. no you didn't yeah you know what i mean like you can't do that there over yeah. there everybody's like hey i'm free i'll help you yeah when so I'll that in that that's a huge difference but that's because we're a small city compared to toronto according to toronto oh in, in my eyes personally toronto itself may have just a little bit more population than just Calgary because Toronto itself is in downtown area. Mm. Anything outside of that does not count as Toronto technically because each of them are different cities. So this is Mississauga. Yeah. This is not Toronto. Yeah. This is Mississauga. The GTA and Mississauga has less population than Calgary. Really? Yes. And Toronto has just a little bit more population itself, just the Toronto area, than Calgary. So, like, in my eyes, that is not a big city. It is still a city. Mm. It's just because there's so many of them together, side by side, it makes it sound bigger. Yeah. And that's my reality to it. Like, the government controls your guys' parking. We can park anywhere on the street out there, dude. Can you? Yeah. You can park anywhere on the street, on the side. It tells you these are the areas that you can park. If you're in tourism areas, they yes, they're gonna make money off of you. But if you're in outside area, they don't care, man. You can park anywhere you want. Damn. I like pull over to the side of the highway or and or in the side pit stop, and I can park there and sleep. 
Not having to worry I have to pay or somebody's gonna tow me away. Even after 2 a.m.? Dude, yeah. Bro, that's our rule here. After 2 a.m., yeah. you're gonna fucking get towed or get a ticket. <laughs> exactly. I, on my driveway, I have four cars parked. Yeah. Plus another four car parked because that's on a cul-de-sac. It goes right to the end. We park on our streets. Mm. You guys can't park on the street. No. You know what I mean? This is like big city bullshit. Yeah. For sure. That's all it is. Yeah. Big city bullshit. Even though the city needs to find a way to make money. Mm. And this is their biggest way to make money. Yeah, like tourism. They'll screw you. Yeah. Bro, every time I go to Toronto, I'm like worrying about parking. And it's like 15, 20 bucks for parking for like not, an hour. No, exactly what you just said. <laughs> Toronto. And every time I go to Toronto. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a city within a city. Mm. It's not big. Yeah. And Toronto itself is only packed because there's a lot of tall, high rises. Yeah, there. that's true. You know what I mean? So like a lot of residents are living out there. Yeah. We're having more technical issues, guys. Don't worry. We got this. Eventually, this podcast is going to look great. Exactly. Yeah, my friend, uh, he was walking in one of the cities in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, in Banff. And he was just walking alone because like he wanted to go to the hotel sooner. He was walking. Every single person he walked past, they're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Hey, and hey. they smile. If you go here, they will just look straight, not even look at you and just fucking keep doing their shit, yo. Exactly. So do you see the difference, right? Yeah. But like, um, like I said, that can all be transferred. Mm. That is up to how you look at life. Yeah. Over here, everything seems hectic. And this is the way to slow down that hecticness. Come to a park. Look at look at the look at the lake Lake, lake Ontario. And, and just know that you're like enjoying that moment. But like in all reality, dude, half these people can't enjoy it. Why? Look. Oh, because the garbage. A yeah. lot of people show up with their families, with their yeah. kids. Garbage. Shorelines, disgusting. Yeah. Can't fish out here, man. You're gonna catch more garbage than fish. <laughs> you get like a like a poison fish. Yeah, so you're better <laughs> off going further deep down there. Yeah, and then fishing. And yes, you'll catch some fish, but like right here, for people like fishermen, in Alberta, all the rivers and and lakes and everything are like clean. Mm. Literally, they clean them themselves. Like if they see something dirty, they'll just go out there and pick out the garbage. Mm. Yeah. So like, we need to remove garbage from our life. That's what a terminology is. You know, if you are surrounded by garbage, you become garbage. Yeah. You need to take that garbage out of your life. And in order to do that, we need to take the garbage out of this city. So then we can actually brighten the city for what it is. Yeah. With with that garbage kind of metaphor, when you were talking about like your coma and everything, Mm -hmm. you said you stopped talking to all your friends. Do you think those friends at the time like influence your lifestyle? Yeah. 100%. How they influence it? They were the reason and they were the they were the um like they they were the people that knew the people that jumped. Wait, so so like indirectly, it wasn't their fault. But it was somebody else's beef that turned into my beef and then turned into me that bad person. How did you like get even get involved in it? I have no people? idea, man. I just went to meet my friends at a restaurant and I was there, another friend called me, he's like, Hey buddy, I'm I'm out here in the restaurant. Let's uh, let's have a smoke. And we went outside the restaurant. And uh, next thing I know, freaking the guy comes from behind me and hits me with a baseball bat. That's crazy. And then, you know, you don't necessarily always meet good people. Yeah. But you shouldn't judge a character right away and push them away. Mm. Today, those people that jumped me are also my clients. No way. Yeah. I dropped my case and I forgave him. Dang. So, and I told him, I'm like, I'm like, can you tell me what the reason was? And he's like, let me put it this way. It's your fight. You have a fight with some guy. Okay. You're like, yo, I got a fight. Let's everybody come with me. Yeah. A whole bunch of people show up at the fight, not knowing why they're fighting. They're just fighting because oh. they're backing up a guy. Yeah. Okay. They end up doing the thing that they ended up doing to me, but not knowing why they did it. 
And by the time they figured it out, they're like, this is the most stupidest reason we could have almost killed a man. Yeah. Did the main guy have beef with you? Like whoever set it up? It was over some girl, dude. Oh, shit, really? You can't, you can't kill somebody over a girl, man. That's fucked. Exactly. So it's like, you don't need that in your life. And that's kind of why I stepped away from everything. And I'm like, man, I don't need this. Yeah. And plus, this is not going to define who I am. This is just going to create more issues. I need to step away from it all and find me mm. and find my peace. Yeah. And when I found that, dude, everything in life started making sense. Yeah. No matter what I step into, I can make it happen. Yeah. Because I believe. In it. Yeah. When uh, when we were talking at the I, I said this to you before the podcast, but when we were talking at the car meet, you're like one of the people I've met recently in my life where like you have that sense of passion of like what you want to do and like you have a clear set of goals and like how are you going to get there mm -hmm. and like you want to leave that legacy um i just want to talk to you more about like the legacy aspect like how did that come into your life like what wh what was how did that like idea uh wanting to leave a legacy how did that transpire within you that kicked in from a song really yeah and it's not actually a song it's actually um Morgan Freeman did a speech. Okay. On time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's when it, like, clicked to me. Then nothing me nothing was about the money. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what I realized. It was never about chasing the money because that's what I made it originally about. I chased the money and it ran from me. It ran from you? It ran from me. But the minute I didn't chase it, it came to me. You have to embrace it instead of chasing it. Yeah. And I, I believe in like, look, today I may be comfortable in life. I have a business. I'm successful. I'm doing great things in, in, in what I do. And that's why I have this free time to do this, this stuff, to do the videos, to do, to be able to sit down with you or being out here in Toronto and traveling. Yeah. Um, that life came to me after a lot of hard work and earning it, right? I didn't get everything flat, you know, handed to me. My family is not rich. My family does not come from a rich background. My whole thing was whatever I got to do, I got to do it now and here. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Whatever industry I choose, I got to just stick to it and forget about everything else. In it. Yeah. I learned it. I became good at it. I'm not going to say I'm a master because at the end of the day, if you say you're a master at, in automotive, then you're the biggest idiot because there's so much to learn. Mm -hmm. You cannot know everything. There's so much to learn. There's over 300,000 cars out there. And then there's in one car, there's over 300,000 parts. Mm. And that's both everything included. Yeah. Over 300,000 parts. Are you going to tell me you're, I'm going to memorize that? Yeah. No, man. That's I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not like, I'm not Google. Yeah. I cannot store it in my memory. I can only store what I can. So what we learn is the fundamentals of certain things. And we understand that this is how you assemble it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. Yeah. Best. So you need to know your strengths and your weaknesses. There's a lot of weaknesses I have. There's a lot of weaknesses everybody has. But the thing is... Finding out what you're weak at and finding the solution by finding somebody else who's strength, who's stronger at it. Mm. And be like, yo, man, we work great together. You have those strengths, but you are weak at this. I have these strengths. I can back you up with this. Yeah. Let's make something happen. Yeah. That's how you start looking at things and being positive with life. And like for me, um, I want to leave a legacy behind. I don't care for the money. Money will come and go. Um, chasing something. Yes, you will achieve it eventually. But that passion that you had for it will go away will dissolve really did it not for you yeah but i was chasing the wrong thing it was still chasing initially you started as chasing it yeah okay then as it started like going downhill it's like no man this is stupid okay but today you can use that knowledge for other things to benefit yourself mm, yeah so it wasn't as stupid as you really truly think it is. Yeah, it's okay? true. It just didn't work for you. At that time, yeah. That's all it is. If you reintroduce it, 
in a new way and just completely change your outcome and your pitch, your tone, how you want to present yourself, how you want to talk to your audiences, all those things matter. Now, if you, if you show energy, people see energy. If you show, hey, this is me. How's it going? This is my <laughs> life. This is your life. Not going to work for me. Yeah. Why? Because they don't care. Mm. They want to be, you want to do passion. You want to be, you want to leave something behind. Just like how I was telling you. I want to leave a legacy behind for people to remember me for the way that they met me. And even if it wasn't like physically doing something for them, it was more like what I said to them made them question their their life to the point they fixed their life. I asked you a bunch of questions and you thought about it. Yeah. And you even told me before we sat down for this interview, he's like, you really made me think about all those things that you asked me to think about. Yeah. And I took the time to think about it all. So for me now, for the rest of my life, no matter what, if you learn something from our conversation and you use it in your life, I know I was a part of your life in some way or another. Mm -hmm. So that's my legacy leaving behind. That, hey, I met this guy one time. I didn't even know where he was from. He came from Calgary and all of a sudden, I, he, we talked about some things and it changed my life. Just like I said, a song changed my life. And what that song said was, you're always able to make more money. Don't chase, a money is just pursuit of, of happiness, which we define, we can define in other ways too. We don't have to look for the money always. Yeah. You keep chasing the money, it, is not happiness. You end up giving away your morals, your respect, your everything just to get you just to get the money. But you know what you forget? You forget the families, the relationships, the people, everything around you. Because you're chasing something, but you left all the happiness behind. Yeah. You left everything just to chase a goal, which I can guarantee you doesn't have an end meet. Because once you achieve it, you're like, I want more. Because the person that achieves that certain part in their life doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. Doesn't know that this is the limit. He believes or she believes that they can do more. And that's what I believe, which is kind of why I'm out here in Toronto trying to do more. Because I've done it in Calgary. I'm known in Calgary. I go to events like I went to a buddy's birthday party. I was here three weeks ago and then I went back to Calgary for a week and then it was a buddy's birthday party and he really wanted to be on my show. So he's like, dude, you're like my gift because somebody else invited me to go to it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and she's like, please now nah, come with me. I really need somebody to go with. And I'm like, I really don't go to these, but like, I know you, I'll, help. I'll go with you just so you have somebody. I got there, the guy is like coming to me. He's like, hey, dude, you're that guy from the show. Oh, I was fuck. like, oh, yeah, I am. He's like, he's like, can I be on your show, dude? I've heard so much about it. I want to be a part of it and this and that. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Then people started coming up to me. They're like, dude, whatever you're doing is amazing. All your videos, the way you present it, the way you pitch it, it's coming good. Keep doing it. Keep pushing. I didn't know any of these people. And they knew me from my talk show, from my videos, yeah. from the events I do. And... That to me was huge. I didn't know anybody, but they were like coming to me and they're like, hey, can we take a picture? And I'm like, yo, I'm not that big. I'm a small guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I just do my thing. But like that passion turned into something. Yeah. Because I stuck to it and I kept trying to say, you know what? I can sit, you know, normally when you look in the front of the camera, you can only ask questions and never replies. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> you look at the camera, you're like, hey, hey guys, how's yeah. it going? And nobody says hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's pretty boring when you're just sitting. Yeah. But you need to find your passion when you're speaking to them. You need to be able to be like, hey, hey guys, it's Nav. I want to tell you guys about what I'm doing today. You know, just kind of hype in the story. Mm. If you hype in the story, that, that gives that positive energy that you're trying to bring. Yeah. You want to bring that positive energy in every show. You cannot sustain that for an hour, which yeah. is kind of why I said that's too long. It's too long. Okay. Yeah. You need to shorten it up, but you need to be smart with it. Okay? Yeah. Have your little teaser clips, but have one video, which is around 20 minutes, that really focuses on the fundamentals of your conversation instead of 
the long duration of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing. The podcast and the YouTube shit. Yeah. You know, I like the difference, so, but... I want to see how he comes up with our conversation <laughs> and what he comes up I'll with. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you yeah. when I get it. Yeah. But so I'm like excited for this because this is like, <laughs> this is my first podcast in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I got to help Joe here. I, I want to make sure that he gets, he gets this. Yeah. And if anything, I'll help you boost it and promote it for you. That'd be sick, bro. You know what I mean? And yeah. get you more and more, more viewers and, and more people out there. Personally, I'm here to help others. I've helped myself to the point where, okay, I'm comfortable in life. Now I'm here to help others find that same path for them. Yeah. That's how I'm going to leave my legacy behind is giving people that option, that way of life that can potentially make them do it and be happy about it. Instead of being like, I have work. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I go to work, I don't call it work, man. I got my, that's my second home. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm enjoying myself. Ask this guy. He came. He came to Calgary, <laughs> man. Bro, I'm living it. Mm. Even though I own a mechanic shop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just how you want to develop yourself. Yeah, that's why I'm so like, I I need to shift my focus on like just doing this more, because mm-hmm. like this I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely enjoy. Like this doesn't feel like work to me. Like this is fun for me. So mm-hmm. if I can find a way to monetize it and like bring value to other people's lives like the, i can the way i can show you how please that do. Would require you to pay me so I train you. <laughs> oh, just like how oh. you have your monetization <laughs> and how you you make money off of making you know these you know drop shipping things i can find you a way that you can make this into actually something very big <laughs> well we'll talk about it after the podcast but uh <laughs> <laughs> can't but, tell all the secrets yeah i know <laughs> gotta, but um yeah that's a uh, like Speaking from passion too, I know you're mentioning it. I haven't traveled since like before COVID. Like this yeah. was the first place where I actually left and uh, took a plane. And when I was cli- climbing Highling Peak, I'm yeah. like, fuck! I like I felt so alive. Like oh, I actually yeah. felt. I was vlogging the whole thing too. I was like, oh, I was really? so passionate. I was like, fuck! Like this is what I like. This is this like is what I want. like this yeah. is. If I can make this my dream, like if I can make this into like something monetizable where I can make money from going on adventures, like going to different parts of the world, meeting new people, like meeting new people, learning from them or yeah. experiencing my own things and learning from that and that, then that finding actually, a way to cultivate it. You can. Yeah. I know a lot of people that actually live like that. Yeah. A lot of people. Mm. Okay. They're good vloggers. They're good bloggers. They they know what to say and how to write it, how to portray the message that they want to give. Like for me, I'm making, I'm going to be making a video for Toronto. I got to get my drones and stuff here before I can make that. I have, a, I, I have a drone. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, dude, we should make Bro, a video you, this if week. You, if you're down to make a I'm video, down, we'll down. make a sick ass video. This yeah, week. dude, I have my camera. Sure. I'll, I'll stay like a few more days before I take the flight. And if you're down, let's make a sick ass video. I'm down. Okay, what we're gonna show is the tourism of actual Toronto. Mm. Okay, little clips, little things that really change the aspect of what Toronto is all about. I'll, I'll record my stuff too and use this, use that B-roll for this. Done. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's dude. do it. Dude. So we got another plan for you guys. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be doing another project that I had planned out, and you know, I'm always looking for people to collaborate with, yeah. and I guess now we're gonna be doing it. hundred so, percent. I don't know if you have a drone. Uh, if I you do. have a, so it's been an hour. We'll wrap it up. But yeah. go on to what you're saying. Um, you have uh, a gimbal. Uh, I don't have a gimbal. Don't worry, I got it. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna make something very interesting. Yeah. I, we can't spoil all the funds in in this, but we are gonna give a little teaser of what we're doing here. Uh huh. We're my whole idea is we gotta find a way to give back to the city in a way that it never had, and I'll show you. Just like how you asked me, how can you monetize that feeling yeah. of being able to travel and make money and being able to actually do it? Yeah. So I'll show you how we make that from this video. Okay, let's do it. Okay. 100%. And if you're down, if this works out the way I plan it, okay, then whatever business comes from it that I can pick up, I will split it with you and we work on it together. Okay, let's do it. Done? 100%. Okay, done. Dude, brother. So we're going to be making a lot more tourism <laughs> videos. Just keep yes. stay tuned for that. It'll but, be fun. Uh, yeah, that was, if, if I were to call, uh, if I were to make a legacy, if I were to have that tombstone at the end of my life. I still don't know what I'm going to write. 
I would have I would put uh, Joseph Pedrosa, adventurer, filmmaker, and motivational speaker. And with YouTube, I'm kind of doing all three. Adventure, like I'm going on adventures, filmmaker, I'm filming it. Mm-hmm. And then motivational speaking, I'm trying to have a story with every single thing that happens in my life. But you're, you, you having that legacy inspired me to Think make that some. legacy stronger, you know, 100%. of like what I'm doing. You, you have to, first of all, you have to, I live by the rule of DDC. What's DDC? Okay. Determination, dedication, commitment. Yeah. Whatever it is you do in life, as long as you keep those three things in line, I promise you'll never fail. Dedication, determination, commitment. You have to be dedicated to what you're doing. You have to be determined for that return yeah. that you want. Okay? And then you have to commit to it. Yeah. Because commitment is our biggest flaw. Because we see don't we don't see the results in month, two months, three months. We're like, yo, it's 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 a bunk. Yeah, throw it out. Yeah. But maybe the fourth, fifth month was your jump. But you didn't let it get to that point. Mm-hmm. And before you could get it to that point, you gave up. And that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. And I personally, my whole thing is don't give up on your passion. Don't give up on what you believe in. If you have it and you know you have it, run for it and make it something. Because at the end of the day, you're your only challenge or your competition. Yeah. No one else's. I don't want to be like anybody else. That's why I don't even watch YouTube channels. I make my own YouTube. I don't I don't copy someone else. I just see it for myself and I visually give them back that same thing. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that you have to do. You have to find your passion and just make it your dedication and your commitment that you're going to make something of it, whether you have to find your way to it or whether you have to make it come to you. There's two ways of going about it. There's always two sides to everything. Yeah. So we can always get people to come to us. Yeah. If we can't make them, we can't get them. 100%. If, if this, this would be the last part of the video, the climax. If you were to give like a one to three sentence thing to uh, anyone trying to build, as someone who has built a legacy, I know you said you haven't made it yet in your own mind, but yeah, my perception, like you've made a lot of money, like you were living comfortably, like your goal is where I want to be five years from now. But in one to three sentences, what would be a message to uh, the unaverage fools for build, for having that legacy or building the legacy? First, you have to believe in yourself straight up. Yeah. Um, no one makes anything happen for you no one hands you the key to success. So anything I wanted to achieve in my life, I worked for it. I pushed myself. I pushed others around me to improve them because while they're improving, I'm improving my business. Every employee of mine is like my friend. I literally have one-on-one conversations. They can give me a call. They shoot me texts. We hang out. Outside of work. Why? Because we have a personal relationship. Yeah. I believe in being, giving respect to earn respect. Mm-hmm. Right? I give the respect. I do the things that I want to do, but I do it with a humble peace of mind. I'm humble. I don't take me being here I and you being here. I don't believe in that standard. There is no standard in my life. Hello. Hello. Pretty good, how are you? (laughs) So, I don't believe in the standard of you're here, I'm here. Yeah. None of that. Because once you take that out, that's when you actually are balanced to even line. You take that, you know, you're bigger, you're smaller bullshit out of your life, you can succeed. Dropping the ego. Dropping the ego. I stop having an ego. I'm, he calls me the yes man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I say yes to almost everything. I just do it. I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. Right? I said yes to my cousin, even though I should have thought about it. I'm like, yo, dude, this is a few days project. But because his name's on the line and he has a partnership with another guy that he doesn't want to have effect, I stepped in. I'm like, I'm going to help you. Mm. And I agreed to it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's the person I am. If I say something, I'm going to prove it. Yeah. So this video, we're going to have it happen. 100%. So, like, we're going to make something of it, whether 
whatever it comes out to be. So let's <laughs> just like, like I said, I could probably push my trip for like maybe two or three more days. And if you got time in those three days or four days, let's make something. 100%. Something fun. Yeah. And I also want to do a passion project with you. Okay. Which is on you. Oh, that'd be sick. Which is on you. A journey to you that you're running towards. Second question that I also had before I close, before we close up. Yeah, yeah. I had a question. You talked about this book. Oh, the adventure book. Yeah. The adventure book. And I have had this question for a lot of people. Some people have had success. Some people read books for dating. Some people read books for hitting success. Some people read books for finding their peace. Yeah. Or finding a new goal. Okay. What happens when that book finishes? Then I want to give it to my son. Give yeah. it to my kid. Oh, oh, the light went off. Hold on. This question is for not only him, but for every single person out there. Okay. If you read books and you follow the rules of books and it's working for you, what are you going to do after that book finishes? With that specific book, I'm going to say two books, but because that's just that book is literally just a list. Mm -hmm. When I finish that list, I know that I've lived a life that's full and complete. And then that that's when I'll be satisfied. Be I like, don't think so. And I can make you a bet on that. And that <laughs> the day that you finish it, I will message you. You message me <laughs> and tell me you're satisfied. Okay, I will. But because that's just the. That's just the thirst. That, bro, <laughs> this this light's it. cutting off. Yeah, but anyways, we'll we'll end it with that. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the video. My light's cutting off. Uh, thanks for watching today's video and stay, stay on, on average, average fools. Oh, <laughs> oh I, fools. I didn't have the full okay. part. Okay. All right, one, two, three. Stay, stay on, on average, average fools. fools. All right, thanks for watching. Peace. Yeah, we were love, but we